Good morning. Happy Monday. Today's class is the Nishma Yerchma Daniel Gedalia and Rafua Shalema Havshamay Amina Hadaniel and Sara, Alisha Magleva Shifralea, Mary Tuv and Chaya, and Rafua Shalema of Tali Bat Esther, Reina Bat Bahia, and success in Yerat Shamay, Mabel Sheva Ragadil, and the Sheva Emin, Mabel Sheva Shefer, Mabel Sheva Reina Makov Tovavasham. This, the whole, uh, God willing, August 24th in Manhattan for both couples and singles. The singles event will be after the, the event. Um, and that's going to be August 24th with Gary Newman. Gary Newman is a phenomenal therapist. And it's definitely going to be for couples and singles. And the singles event is afterwards. And that is in Park East on August 24th. What is that? A couple, three weeks away. I'll be in New York, God willing, that whole week. All right. Today's class, please share and rate the podcast. Today's class, we're going to do a great concept, Lesson 179 in Lakuta Moran. This concept talks about a lot of things. It talks about how to practically get people to go in your favor, what, how to get people to go in your favor, and it also talks about reviving dead days, how to revive dead days. And the most important, the most important part of it is, 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 is really our attitude towards every single day, and how there's a shefa in every single day that we have to tap into. Shefa does not only mean physical money. When we speak about the word shefa, my daughter's name is shefa, but when we speak about the word shefa, it means a spiritual light, which, which could come out as money, it can come down as clarity, it can come down as energy, it can come down as health, it can come down as anything. It's things that we all need. So, you know, you know, you ever have those days where, wow, I'm so clear that day. I have so much clarity. You could, you could, even you could not be succeeding in business, but you have clarity, you know what to do, you know what to fix. That's a shefa. So we always need shefa. And that's something that, it's, that shefa is there every day. We have to tap into it. So Rav Nachman starts the Torah by saying, no, there's a way to counter all forms of strife. Rabbi Nachman was a, was a master psychologist above his time. God forbid we call him a psychologist. He, he was so above his time that he knew the condition of human beings is, is there's always going to be wars. Wars within families, wars within yourself. There's always a war out there. I mean, I don't need to tell you this. There's always some kind of war that we feel like we're in. Even though we, and the moment we want to run away from it, it's just we're always in some kind of war. You have kids, you have family, you have a wife, you have in-laws, you have a life, you have co-workers, you have employees. It's just there's so many wars. And sometimes these wars can be exhausting. But Ramnachman says there's a way to counter all forms of strife, whether in material manners or spiritual manners, so that a person is... He, because what happens is normally when you're in a war, you're not able to pray. You're, you're, just, you're, you're stressed out. You're, you're not mentally there. And there are people, especially when people are, are arguing against you and they're trying to negate what you want. So the bottom line is people are trying to negate what you want. How do you, how do you fix this? How do you fix this? So there's something happening in heaven that when you negate what God wants from you, He negates what others want from you. The best example of this was is when, when guys do not watch their eyes and they watch inappropriate things. Your wife is going to negate everything you say. She's just going to go, if you say it's hot outside in Miami, she's going to say, no, it's not. This is the way it's supposed to be. 
everything you're going to say, she's going to negate. Because you negated God's will. You're negating God's will, she's going to negate your will. This is the, the concept behind the mirror. This is a big, it's a big deal, by the way. Because sometimes I would say, or the phone calls that I receive, 90% of the issue is not the issue. It's what's happening behind the scenes that's causing the issue. And that's the, one of the things that you know, a psychologist is not going to be able to tell you. Um, if you don't understand the spiritual connection of, of that. So, so th- this, is, this, is our, this is our war. So when we negate our will, same thing as women. Women, when they negate, when they want to be too tough on themselves, and they don't want to receive, and they don't want to, um, they don't want to, they don't want to let go of things, then what happens, people will not let go for them. They will also have the same issues. So it's extremely important that really people are, are there just as messengers, like we said many times. And, and the message is, I have to negate, I have to humble myself with God, and do His will, and then He'll get everybody else to do my will. That's the big message that we got here. Now, in other words, the elimination of strife, no matter what a person has to go through, you have to try to make peace. And one of the forms of making peace is by fasting. Fasting is a one way to make peace, because obviously I'm negating my food for my, for, for, in order to, to elevate God's will. Charity also creates peace because peace is also, I'm, I'm giving charity out. I'm negating my own money, my own needs for God. I'm, I'm negating my own will. When you negate your will before your creator, your creator causes others to, ne- to go in your favor. When you negate against your creator, he'll create everybody else to go against your favor. And this is where, this is where the only solution is first humility. The first is humility. We, we spoke about this many times, that all root of chaos that we are going through is because negation of will, and negation of will means control. And that is rooted in, in, in Eve. Eve came to the world with the sense of control. And what happens, she brought this order into the world. Her, her number is 19, Chava's name. If you look at the word Eve, is 19. If you look at the word Adam, is 45. Basically, we take the 26 out of the picture. Anytime we're trying to control, anytime we're trying to uh, demand people to, to do what we want, anytime we are that demanding, that is, is a form of arrogance. And that causes, basically, does not cause peace. It causes people, you'll just be more frustrated. You know, you're saying, you don't listen to me. Nobody ever listens to me. Maybe you're not listening in heaven. <laughs> you know, when you say nobody listens to me ever, a, you're not listening in heaven. Maybe you're not listening at all. You're not listening to the Torah. You're not listening to your own inner voice. There's a measure for measure in life. So Rabbi Nachman says that by fasting and by doing good deeds, basically you're, you're subduing, the, you're subjugating the ego and elevating the soul, which makes you have more peace. And this is why we constantly fast. We fast because fasting causes peace because you're negating your own will. That's the first part of the Torah. So this is why anytime there's trouble, it's usually three things. And this, these are things that have been around for a long time. If you have trouble with members in your family, or trouble with, or trouble with people in general, some, and they're all the same exactly in numerical value. Same exactly the, the it's 137. Some, 
which means fast. Kol means pray. And Mamon, which means money. So you have either pray, fast, or give money. When you do those things, that sweetens the judgment, gives you divine favor, and allows people to now get along with you. See the difference of just hitting the stick? Forcing people to, to do what you want? You want you want to create favor in heaven, and when we create heaven in heaven, this is why the famous line says, Make his will your will, so that he will milk he will make others will your will. It's that that is the that is a law of attraction. Is what what sacrifice can I make in heaven and they will make a sacrifice below? This is this is the way God created the world. He created the world that we could make an arousal below, and there's always an arousal on high. We do a good deed below, there's an arousal on high, which brings down blessings, which cause peace, prosperity, etc. But when we go against His will, He causes others to go against His will, and there's nothing but scarcity that comes out. Fears, scarcities, angers, and ego. It's all ego. So this is where we, we, you know, humility is extremely important in all these situations. So Rav Nachman says, when there's peace, there's celebration and joy. And this is why, because the, the jo- peace and, 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 and joy are, are reconstructed. Now this is a line that I remember all the time. And, and this line really, really is, is something that to be repeated constantly. Rav Nachman says here that because each day has its own individual blessing and influx of shefer from above. Okay? Let's say every day, one day you're supposed to make 100 grand, one day you're supposed to make 20 grand, one day you're supposed to make 70 grand, whatever it is. I'm just giving you numbers so you understand it. Again, we're not saying this is only financial. This could also be energy. It could also be peace. It could be other things. And that day, for example, when I wake up for Hatzot at a specific time, I tap into 100% of that day. And I, that energy comes, I, get, I have that energy and clarity almost pretty much the whole day. It just, it's there the whole day. Because I, I tapped into the day. I tapped into the peak of the day. I tapped into the chef of the day. I grabbed it all. When you wake up late, you're already behind the ball. So you're already, you know, it's like you're at a piñata party, Lahabdil. Everybody already got the things and you're just getting the crumbs. You're just getting the leftovers that nobody wants. It's extremely important that your attitude every single day is every single day can absolutely change your life. Every day can change your life and every day is the ability to maximize. The good thing about this is is you can have days that you don't start the best, but it doesn't mean you don't finish the best. Just because you didn't start the best doesn't mean you don't have to finish the best. We have a very, unfortunately, a very negative attitude that, oh, bad day. One thing happens, oh, what a day. You're right, hold, that's it. Call, call the day the day. You know, nine o'clock in the morning, you got the wrong email, the whole day's bad. The whole day's shot. And this is just emotional grasshopper uh, mindset. We, we can't say that because there's still 23 hours a day. And I've always, I heard a great line from Eric Thomas, and he says the difference between a beggar and a billionaire 
is 24 hours. One uses is 24 hours a little bit better than the other one. How are you using your 24 hours? That is a major question that we need to ask. How are you using your 24 hours? And how do I get a hold of my 24 hours? How, how am I present? We know already in Judaism it starts the night before. Right? It starts the night before. And we said many times that studies are showing that your anticipation of how you wake up the next morning is your anticipation of what the day is going to look like. So there goes the faith aspect. So you have to also believe you're going to have a good day. Or you're also going to have to believe that this is going to be a challenging day, but I'm going to, I'm going to go through it. But the worst thing that, I can, that you could do, and again, the worst thing that you could do is not be present in that day itself. That is such a danger of not being present, of being stuck in the future or being stuck in the past, because that vitality of the day, you don't get it. In order for me to get the vitality of the day, I have to be physically present. I have to be as present as possible. That means in spirituality, you need a mind and a heart. Imagine, I went to go see a friend of mine. She had a devastating injury, devastating injury. She's in the hospital for six months, could be two, three months. Imagine I'm in the hospital with her, talking to her, giving her hope, and I'm on my phone. What would you, what would you say about me? Well, I, mean, I would be, imagine me on my phone, do, talking, person, a serious, serious injury like that. I'd be on the phone. What would that say? Yeah, you went to the hospital, you talked to your, but you're, you're not there. You have a freaking phone in front of you while you're trying to give somebody grief and hope. Do you, understand, do you understand what I'm trying to explain to you? So there's, there's times to be present. And every single day has that blessing. And every single, single day. That's why a person has to recognize. And, and, and again, to repeat Rabbi Nachman's constant message, I say this over and over again. And I say this to myself. This day has never existed and will never exist before and created before. Don't commingle your days. Don't commingle. This day is completely unique. The Shefa today is, I can get as much spiritual Shefa today on this day, but I have to be present and I have to wake up. And I have to do things with a mind and a heart. Whether it could be at work. We, we get burnt out because we're not in the day. We're already saying this is the way it's going to always be. This is the way it's always been. This is my anxiety. It's going to always be like this. I have this anxiety. Now I have anxiety over having anxiety. But if you just program yourself to say, today has this amount of vitality, I'm going to go get it. That's what the Zohar says. Not only does the Zohar say, the Zohar says this, every hour changes. How, how do you like that one? And this is the extremely importance of being present. You can have a bad, a bad day doesn't mean a bad life also. <laughs> a bad hour doesn't mean a bad day. We need to make it simpson. We need to constantly recreate. Rabbi Nachman, how many times did Rabbi Nachman constantly say? He said seven, sometimes he would fall within the day four or five times, knowing that he, he still wanted to, to grasp that day. Each day is drawn a specific effort from above. On the day a person performs good deeds, he's given life to that day and draws vitality to the day. So Shefa can come down below. But if God forbid he doesn't perform anything, then the influx of bounty from above descends only 
in a very limited manner only for restricted survival. They'll give you just to survive. That's it. You're in survival mode, you get survival shefa. You're in creator mode, you get creator shefa. There's nothing to do with nothing, has nothing to do with you personally. God's not punishing you, God's not doing anything. He's responding to the consciousness that you're in. David David Melech says clearly, sing below and they'll sing on top. We co-create these days every single day. This is not just some law of attraction, Joe Dispenza stuff, that, which obviously Joe Dispenza says, you can't wake up every single day with the same emotions that you were thinking about yesterday and expect a new life. Yes, that is true. <laughs> that is true. You can't wake up with it. And this is how we always wake up. And this is why it's extremely important. You have to remind yourself, today has never existed before. Today is the 13th of Av. It will never exist again. Tomorrow will never exist again. And when I can live in the present moment, that is where I have sanity in my life. Where I only have the day ahead of me. And it doesn't mean I'm a, I'm a, I'm a reactor. I have to also believe that there is Shefa in the day. And my job is to see it and to look for it and, and, and grab it. And grab it. And see that even in, even in the problem that there's, there's kindness and good. You almost have to think of every single day there's a million dollar lot on it. Imagine if somebody told you, I think that Richard, Richard Pryor movie. Remember that Richard Pryor movie? I forgot. Brewster's Millionaire. He, has to, he had to spend a certain amount of money within one day, I believe. I, I forgot the movie. One day, and if he spent the whole money in the day, he would get like double the money, triple the money, quadruple the money. But he had to spend it in that day. So the whole movie is about showing how he spent it in that day. So imagine if somebody told you you have, to, you have to stay 80% present today and you're going to get Shefa. How, how, what, what, what a difference that would be. Imagine somebody would talk to you. You would say, that person's talking to me. You wouldn't take anything personal. You would completely separate yourself and build boundaries from anybody. You wouldn't be reactive. You would be responsive. Right? Because be, you know that there's a Shefa and I have to stay... 80% present. What happens when you react to somebody? Right? They piss you. Oh, they piss me off. Next thing you know, I have what? I'm, now I'm thinking about that person for two hours. And I'm holding negative energy. And that negative energy now is drawing my day. And it's gonna, now I'm going to displace it at work. I'm a boundary today. I'm a wall. I'm, put, I'm noticing people. I'm putting, a, I'm putting a stimulus between response and reaction. And that is how. And what, what does Rav Nachman say here? For when he takes a day and he performs, God forbid, evil, then he diminishes the nature of it. He, he doesn't get anything. He, he's getting just the vitality. And he compares this to a, a child getting the breast milk from the mother. That as long as the child is receiving, more comes out. Right? I'm not a breast, uh, I'm not a, a breast milk specialist, but I, it's normally as long as the child is eating, more comes out. And unfortunately, if the child cannot receive, then the, the milk gets spilt. So what does this mean? By the way, shefa in, 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 in also means milk. It gets spilt. That means let's say you're in t- you were supposed to get 100 grand today. 
and you were just completely in another world, and you only got five grand out of the out of hundred grand. Again, I'm giving examples to understand. Examples. That ninety-five thousand dollars now goes and gets spilt. Now, where does it get spilled to? The garbage goes into the impure forces. It goes into the, the worst of the worst other side. This is where you see the Tuma today. You, see, I don't, you don't need to see much. Just turn on YouTube and you, know, you see what Tuma looks like. It goes into the Tuma of prostitution, all the, uh, gam, all, the, all the negative energy. Like, How do these bad people have all this Shefa? doesn't make sense. How do bad people have Shefa? It's because of the Shefa that we are not receiving gets built to the other side. And that causes major pain in heaven, by the way. Because heaven knows that's, that's the, you're going to do good with that. These people are going to do terrible things with that. They're going to do terrible things with this money. They're going to make the world worse and worse. Our Creator would rather that we should have that Shefa. Because the Shefa belongs to, to us. But because you don't do what you're supposed to do, what happens? Shefa gets spilt over to the other side. And the other side is the root of all evil. All the garbage in the world that you see, all these millionaires and billionaires, crooked people, George Soros. Basically, think about it. Every time you're not doing what you're supposed to, you're giving George Soros more money. Now you can see why George Soros has so much money. It doesn't make sense that people like George Soros have these kind of money. Do you understand? There's an impure side out there. Now, this is a spiritual thing, but you can see it's happening. So when we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing, when we fail, when you lose your responsibility, when you lose your kingship, the shefa goes to the other side. Just like when, and you know this very clearly, when the voice of Yaakov, the, the hands of Esav died. When we're doing what we're supposed to be doing, Esav submitted. But when we're not doing it, our enemies have always rised above against, uh, against us. If we do what we need to do, we win. If we don't, they win. So you could see it's not like the, the chef is just going nowhere. It's your responsibility. You have a responsibility to build yourself up and to get as much as you can and, and, be, be, and, to, and, to, and develop that kingship in your life. But when you stay in fear, and you stay in, 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 in low, low self-esteem, and we get into these, these addictions, and we avoid life, that chef is going nowhere. It's going nowhere but the other side. And our Creator is pained by this. Our Creator is pained by this, and we have that shame that we should have gotten that chef. And then what do we do? We blame God for it. This is the dangers of depression and anxiety. It keeps you out of the present moment. And, it, and this is nothing but mental, I hate to tell you. Because 10% of life is what is, and 90% is your attitude towards it. I felt a very heaviness this morning, and I started praying, and little by little, just got rid of that heaviness, casting the burden on the... Nobody's expecting you to carry all the burden of life on you. And why does the Yetzirah do this to you? Why does the evil inclination give you that burden in the morning? Because he wants to screw the whole day for you. You understand that he's smart. He doesn't do it in the afternoon. He doesn't do it at night. 
He does it in the morning because he'll knock you out. He wants to destroy the Shefa. The same way that the evil inclination comes to, a, comes to a couple, comes to a family on Friday night, right before Shabbat. Why? Why come before Shabbat? Or say, just say two hours before Shabbat. It's a very dangerous time because the Yetzirah wants to destroy the Shabbat. He wants you to fight on the table. So he comes right away, gets you to fight, so you fight in the table, and the whole Shabbat becomes one big fight. We need to understand, you need to understand your enemy. If you understand your enemy, you can beat your enemy. But the minute you see that resistance, oh, this day is going to be bad. No, day is going to be great. Day is going to be great. We're going to make it a great day, and I'm going to have that attitude. I've done this, this is again, you, you know, Lahavdo, we could learn something from David Goggins. David Goggins says, that anytime you are, you're out, like you're physically, you're like physically fatigued, and he got this from Navy SEAL training, he says that when people say they're completely fatigued, there's still 40% left in the tank. And I've used this, by the way. Imagine you're working out, I can't do a workout. You have to imagine you're only in 60% capacity. There's 40% more in the tank. And you're just not tapping into it. It's a mental thing. All of this is a mental thing. I hate to tell it to you. It's all a mental thing. And if it's a mental thing, then we could fix it. We could fix it. So make your days as, as even if you, you start the day the wrong way, end it good. Why, why end it the worst? Why end it so bad? Why is just because you started... We, we don't throw in the towel, you know. It's not the day to throw in the towel just because something happened. We need to become a little bit more resilient. Like David, King David. Not like what we're seeing today, these politicians. We need to go back to the roots of our, 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 the, the warriors that used to, we used to be connected to. Not these warriors. So if you're a warrior, you're going to get the Shefa. If you're a warrior, you're going to get nothing. So let's get, let's get a grip, Bezrat Hashem, and try to revive. And this is what Rav Nachman says when a person does tshuva. Says, Rav Nachman says that generally the person's early years are a time of constricted awareness. When he grows, however, his intelligence grows and his awareness expands. So you could start, what happens is, is you can start, just like the, our sages tell us something very important. Our sages tell us that when you do a, when you have when you make a sin, when you make an error, which we know three things, the Gemara says three things bring a person exhaustion. Travel affects the body, uh, worry affects the mind, affects you uh, emotionally, and sin affects you spiritually. But what, what what he's saying here is just like Yom Kippur has the ability to fix the whole year, right? Yom Kippur fixes the whole year. Anytime that you're doing tshuva, you have the power to fix also the day. So this is why our sages tell us that when you, when you, have, when you make a sin and you, and you basically repent with happiness, that sin becomes now a merit. So imagine you, took, you had a very bad morning, very bad day, and then you did something really great at night, and you recognize that that, was all, that all had to happen. You could turn the worst day into the best day. 
So this is really something that we all have to have, this make it a great day mindset. Make it a great day. It's not going to come with... with the, and the only reason why we're not seeing good in the first place, Rabbi Nachman says, is because there's always, there's a klipa on that day, there's a shell not allowing you to see the good. Not allowing you to see the good. So again, may Hashem help us all that don't expect to just, you have to start dancing in the rain. Don't wait for the storms to be over. Find a way to start dancing in the middle of the storm. That is the, really the key. And I've seen this all the time. The business that I'm in today, that I've, I, got this, I got this business from a phone call at 2.30 in the afternoon on a, when I was having a really rough day. And I normally don't answer the phone when I'm not in the right mood. And I said, you know what, I'm going to answer the phone. And that phone call, that answering the phone, could have been the difference. And we know when we, how we get when we don't answer the phone. And again, I'm, I'm the no, number one person that when I'm not in the right mindset, I just, I, I don't have the head to answer the phone. I get a lot of phone calls. But I just, I'm not, I just can't deal with the phone right now. That could be an opportunity. That could be an opportunity. So think about, think about the, our moods and think about how we can have mind. Our mind should be over our mood. And we should make great days. Have a great day.